0: Hey Afterbuzzers and Loyal's, we are so excited to talk about season 4 episode 5. We've got a very special guest in the studio, James Lafferty. We can't wait to ask him all of the questions about directing this week's episode. We can't wait to break it all down for you, so don't go away.
1: You're tuning into The Destination for TV Superfan Discussion,
0: Afterbuzz
2: TV. And now, let the buzz begin. We <laughs> only think that work. Like. Yeah, we
0: do. It's like one of those ticks where you like don't know what else to do, so you just start, you know, instrumentalizing whatever it means. Yeah. What's yes. going on, guys? Oh, exciting. So exciting, James. We are so beyond thrilled to have you. Thank you so much for coming on today.
1: Thank you. For me. It means a lot. Thanks. Guys.
0: I mean, yeah. and this episode was so amazing, and we can't wait to talk about all the juicy details yeah. behind the scenes. But Fern, what's going on? I all of a sudden like Robert.
2: Right. <laughs> I, I know. Like,
0: actually see where he's coming from he's a human now for once <laughs> yeah for once you turned us we did students. our job guess, yes. right? yeah so many things to talk about hey guys ali nasta here and i just can't wait overall thoughts clearly we thought it was an amazing episode and i think we got all the questions we've kind of been wondering about and i'm also wondering like is liam are his intentions true mm. or not we don't really know um but with the director side of things, first we want to know, you know, you started directing a little bit on One Tree Hill, and now you've directed about four episodes of The Royals. How did you really get into the directing world and kind of leave acting by the wayside for a little bit?
1: Uh, I kind of took the lead of, of some of the other actors that were on uh, on One Tree Hill. You know, Paul Johansson took that, um, that leap. Uh, he played Dan Scott on One Tree Hill, and then Moira Kelly, um, who... Um, who played Karen on One tree Hill she took you know that leap as well and um you know they they were older than than me I think Chad took the leap before I did too, but it was it was you know the way was kind of paved before uh, before I went into it and they I just sort of through watching what they were doing and seeing that there was such an incredible support system there in Wilmington and um you know we were really set up to to succeed and and to sort of learn on the job it just felt like an opportunity that um that I just had to take and did it once and it was you know a bit like the acting bug uh Mm -hmm. just once once it bit me I, i i just always wanted to go back so yeah i'm really really happy to still be doing it
2: that right. was one of our questions, <laughs> is the directing bug, like the acting bug? And oh, yeah, totally, totally. In.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's almost 10 years later, and, and, and here I am, so I hope to be doing it for some time, some time longer.
0: Definitely. And we kind of want to ask, so obviously, for those aren't who aren't familiar with how being a director works and getting those roles, so you get a couple episodes, you know, how do you get the, how does the process work? Instead of auditioning, do you have to audition to be a director? Because it is so various of episodes,
1: Yeah, um, I think what it comes down to is, you know, your relationship with the creative structure that's already there and Mm -hmm. if they trust you. Um, And, and, you know, on this show, um, we were talking earlier, I I was really nervous coming into this one because I almost felt like I should have auditioned to to, uh, direct the Royals because not only was I going into a completely new cast um, and a new story and a new world, but I was going into a completely different country. Um, and, and so I, I, you know, I was really nervous my first episode because I I was a fan of the show first. You know, I watched the entire first season and, um, and you know, I got attached to the characters and uh, I was just, yeah, I was a fan. So I was, you know, intimidated, you know, by sort of the cast for what they do um, and how well they do it. Uh, but then also I was, you know, the new guy. Like, and mm-hmm. in, in every way, I was um, the American new guy, which was interesting. <laughs> um, but, um, but but yeah, I, I really went into it. On, uh, I don't know how other directors get into it or what their sort of uh, process to get hired is, but I really just sort of this one was kind of trial by fire, and um, I think I did well enough for them to have me back. So, I'm pretty <laughs> Good thankful track for that. You know
2: what it's like to be fans. So, it's right. easy to be fans and ask a million questions, but it's got to be hard to be a fan and tell people what to do
1: <laughs> yeah I, yeah and it's also I guess once I was able to get past that that notion mm-hmm. what you just mentioned I realized that it was um, it was really fun because I tr- I clearly had come into it with uh, a level of trust in them already that they knew what they were doing they knew how to execute they knew what this show was and what their character was um the characters were and so it really for me was just kind of a relief to know that like there was a lot of work there that I didn't actually have to do because they were all so calibrated already Mm -hmm. so
0: which is it's so interesting too and like you were saying you're kind of coming into this storyline you have to make sure everything's flowing well and everything what is that taking the script do you have to do you take specific notes to make sure you want to make sure these characters are relaying certain emotions on screen or is that kind of more you leave that up to them and then you just kind of look over the final product.
1: Yeah, I think with a cast like this and a show like this where, you know, they're obviously doing something right and they have been for a while, you're sort of more there, you know, where the, where the story and those moments are concerned. You're more there to pick out things that they might have missed or that that, that everybody might have missed. Mm-hmm. Like, you're really there for quality control. Um, and as far as, you know, getting into the nitty-gritty and breaking things down, I mean, that most of that's been done before you get there. But... Um, you know, the other great asset that, that we have on the Royals is that the writers are actually there in London. And um, like Scarlett Lacey wrote this, this episode and she's written a lot of the episodes that I've directed. And, um, you know, she's a huge asset on set because she has such a, an intimate knowledge of the show and she's really, really motivated. She loves it. She really, really cares about it deeply. And um, so, if there are there are inevitably questions that I can't a- answer for for the actors because I'm not in that writers room mm-hmm. every day and I don't know where the story's going, right. um, but but Scarlett being there, you know, helps immensely. So we have those, you know, w- it's a collaborative effort in that in that regard.
2: So right. she con- probably helps you with continuity, and then you can focus on
1: yeah, everything else. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you know, she can be there to make sure that you know the moment uh, isn't isn't you know sort of relayed in a certain way because it actually means something that the actors haven't been you know they haven't been exposed to the creative process down the road so Mm -hmm. she can really call out oh hey well this is actually what this actually means the subtext of this is going to you know come to fruition later. So we need to make sure that we get that moment. You know, That's it's, huge it's really in the show. Yeah. yeah, it's because huge. Because
2: people turn out to be something completely Yeah, because opposite, there's twists right? and turns. They pull the
1: rug out from under you. And, <laughs> right. and there's really seemingly innocuous moments that just you know you don't realize have a lot of weight and are going to have a lot of weight down the road. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah.
0: Which, speaking about pulling the rug out of under people, <laughs> let's talk about Cyrus for a second <laughs> and how he officially gets banished. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking when he's talking with Liam – was Liam aware that Robert was listening, exactly. and he knew this is part of his I was plan? That
1: yeah, when we you never know, dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, it's all speculation, but I don't. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I I don't think so. Maybe, um, mm-hmm. but you know, when we were shooting that particular scene, I think the thing that was important was that those three really brought this intensity to it because it's a long scene with three different characters, um, and when you have that high of a page count with multiple characters. Um, you're looking at a long day. You're looking at a long scene. And those scenes, you always run the risk of things getting kind of stale on set, people getting tired, people Mm -hmm. running out of energy. But when you have those three actors really leading the way with their energy and charging through it, there wasn't like a dull moment while we were shooting it. Um, And I think you can, I think that comes off in the scene. Like that's one of my favorite scenes in the episode because it's so charged. Mm -hmm.
0: It was so good. And especially because you're waiting for this this moment for Liam to kind of come down to himself again because he's been this crazy like crazy person psychotic mm-hmm. person and that's not the Liam we knew and loved as an audience so we're waiting for that to come back and we saw that this episode with Catherine and kind of you know telling Cyrus I'm not going to be your little puppet anymore and then with Robert so that mm-hmm. was really fun to finally be like team
2: Liam
1: yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> at the end of that scene for the door to be open for some reconciliation there between and it's it's Robert that opens that door to reconciliation mm-hmm. Is is another I think was a cool thing to see for his character because I think that he is set up to be kind of uh, a villain or somebody that you love to hate. But I think that if he is going to be a villain, which I, who knows if he is, yeah. but you know, I think the best ones are always ones that you actually kind of care for in a way. You know, like that you... <laughs> I don't know. No, that's 100% true. I was pointing at Fern because
0: we legitimately have this complex with do we trust Robert? Do we not trust Robert? Do we like him? Do we hate him? And you can kind of see that humanizing character when he is with Willow. That's Mm -hmm. the only thing that's really brought him down for us when he has this loving relationship. And we saw that his intentions are pure with her. Because I was waiting for him to answer the phone to Cassandra, like, "All right, when yeah. and where?" Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he didn't, and that was such a a prime moment to say, "All right, maybe he is. Maybe he didn't kill his dad." I don't
2: know. <laughs>
1: right, right, yeah. He's 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 so human after this episode. I think in a mm-hmm. way that um, we haven't seen. You know, we haven't we've, we're seeing another sort of dimension to his character that we haven't seen yet, um, and I think that's going to continue to develop as as the season goes on.
2: This was the episode that turned me because yeah. I never trusted him before, and then now I'm like. Oh, well, maybe he did kill his father, but love is going to save him. Yeah, you're seeing all
1: these really great, genuine moments from him. And Mm -hmm. you're seeing, you know, we were talking earlier about, we were seeing a little bit of his backstory about how he was brought up to not believe that love was even a thing that Mm -hmm. he could, um, you know, that he could ever grab onto or ever have. And, you know, I mean, come on, you hear somebody say that sentence and immediately you're going to empathize a bit. Mm -hmm. Like that's, it was a really good line. And he, he performed that scene really, really well.
0: Yeah, like, we've always talked about how Max is an amazing character because or, or actor in general because um, he makes you hate him and love him at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And then we like you see him on social media and he's got a family and he seems so loving. <laughs> so it's just funny how these characters you just mm-hmm. end up getting so honed in on them. Yeah, um, it's so great. And he
1: oddly has this. He oddly has this. Um, sorry, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> this is my first live TV for a movie <laughs> ever. So um, no, yeah, and I think we're seeing um, like. This amazing chemistry as well. Like, yes. where he's not getting along with his siblings, but still, there's a chemistry that exists there, and you can see it. It comes through. Like, he does feel like their older brother, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really special.
0: Yeah, and speaking of chemistry, I mean, we are Team Jasvenor all the way, and we've been so excited about how this season we finally got them to be together, which. Towards the end of this episode, they finally they have a lie that Jasper thinks she's sneaking out on him. But mm-hmm. I would love to talk to you about, you talked about how on Twitter there was um, an epic unscripted Jasper or moment. Uh-huh. Um, can you tell us more about which specific moment this was?
1: Yeah. And I mean, this this is like one of the prime reasons why I love going to London and shooting with this cast is because of of these two. They're always bringing something to their scenes um, together that... that isn't necessarily on the page like there's just always something that jumps out um jumps out at you um that you didn't see there before it's there it's really their interpretation of of this relationship and it's 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 amazing and this particular one um the button to the scene is that she hands him the joint that she's smoking so he can take a puff before he's got to go confront his father Um, and that was not in the script that was just something that they decided to do on the spot I think she was you know it was scripted that she was smoking a joint but that was their button for the scene um, and it's one of those things that takes time. You know, it's not in the script, and you know these scripts are packing so much story into such a small page count. So you never really know if a moment like that is going to actually make the cut. You just hope it will, and I was really happy to see that it did because it's just so great. It's so them. You know, it was
2: so natural. Like he kind of took it with his mouth, and it was like something a real couple. Like it was so <laughs> yeah. comfortable. Yes. It was so real. Yeah.
0: It yeah. was it was so real, and it was just, it's just fun to see them finally bond a little bit and and get those Jasmine scenes we've been dying to see. Yeah. Um, but speaking of scenes and everything with this episode, I want to know what was your favorite one to direct and um, your
2: creative direction for it?
1: Um, oh, that's like trying to <laughs> you know pick a favorite child. You know, like yeah. Episode coming um, up, right?
2: We heard it's y- quite epic when we get yes, in trouble. Yes. Yeah. But- <laughs> I, yeah.
1: I just um, I you know for me there's more of scenes like particular scenes that I, that really stand out for me uh, instead of like, to- like full episodes. Um, you know shooting at at the palace was like really a, an amazing experience for me um uh last season and um and I guess one of the one of my favorite royals moments was sort of stepping onto those stages for the first time because one of the things I remember so vividly of, after watching the first season was just how incredible these these sets are and it really does look like they're shooting in a palace but then when you go to you know three mill studios in London and you know you open these big warehouse doors and then you walk through all this like you know it just looks like big fencing and particle board. And you step inside of, into this other world. It's almost more impressive than going into a palace because it's like there's nothing, 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 and all of a sudden, boom! You have this gorgeous, you know, impeccably decorated, huge, incredibly tall ceilinged uh, stages that just take your breath away. Yeah. Um, and so I just, for me, every time I get back there, I just have these like private little giggly moments inside (laughs) when I'm just the only person on set there just you know like you know blocking a scene in my head I'm like this is the coolest place in the world to work
0: oh I love it that's amazing and it's, it's just good to know too when you hear the creative side of what's going on in your mind and to watch it it truly is so fascinating that all those pieces are kind of getting put together and it comes across so fluently and this show is just so amazing and just kind of knowing that your creative process especially i mean i've seen so many people on twitter talk about the club scene and it's true all uh, the different camera angles and the way that it's just it, it just was so smooth and gorgeous to look at oh, aesthetically awesome. so yeah, I mean, that was
1: another huge like one of my favorite moments because we um you know, it was it was a small little blurb on the page, um, and we knew that we wanted to make it big. Like, everybody knew that we wanted to make this what they call like a teaser moment where they could show it in the teaser and they get people pumped about the episode. Um, so, we actually ended up like pulling out some stops and we got to shoot at this like really famous, kind of like mysterious cabaret in Soho called The Box. And like, it's really hard to get. Apparently, the last person to shoot there was like drake for one of his music videos oh my
0: gosh and we just had amazing. a connection
1: i don't i don't want to throw our connection under the bus or anything but we had yeah. a connection and we got in there and mm-hmm. uh and we shot for like a half a day in there for you know just a couple like one line i don't even know if there's a line in that scene to be <laughs> honest but um but it just was so amazing our, our first ad um uh jay arthur and our dp rob mcgregor they staged and just shot the hell out of it, and it's it's like one of my proudest moments, like that that you know got on the screen the way that it did. I'm really happy with the way it turned out.
2: It was great. Do you you know I know in commercials they're storyboarded. Is there like a something like that for TV for an episode? Yeah, there
1: can be. Um, I think every director is different. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're gonna have, I've never worked with storyboards because I've never shot a huge action sequence, but I know that storyboards are really integral for action sequences because there's so many pieces that have to fit into place, um, but the television that i've directed has been really pretty straightforward more or less so i've never had to i've never had to use those um, but I, I will say if, if there was going to be a time it would have been that
2: right it, that <laughs>
1: it, sure. it looked there was like a it lot, was, there was yeah. a lot Beautiful. going on
0: definitely and um just kind of putting all the creative pieces um together just do you do you get the scripts, a full script, or is it something that's getting kind of written along as the days go? And you don't see that what's going to happen next episode, right? You just kind of have to go day by day. Yeah.
1: I mean, I know shows that are like that, where yeah. the directors just get pages and they just have to go. But the Royals is not – the royal. you do get a script before you go into prep. Or oh, okay. Or hopefully you do. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a couple days in prep. Because <laughs> um, uh, they're just – they're fitting so much in a short, uh, short period of time when they shoot. They're doing an, an incredible, like, mind-boggling amount of work. Um, and so yeah but thankfully as a director we do get um, our script as we go into prep and we're working with a full script on set
2: that's
1: amazing yeah
2: that's amazing. I mean, this script is so much fun. And for <laughs> what do you want to say? No, I just like. I feel like I would be like so excited. To right. Yeah. I know you're like- <laughs> so excited to yeah. see what happens. Well, that's the that's other so thing it's, it's
1: such a you know, it's such a juicy story that mm-hmm. they're telling that you when you, feel, when you have that script, you feel like you're the keeper of secrets. Yeah. Right? Because there's people yes. on set. That's so true. Yeah, everybody, everybody works that works on the show is excited to work on the show. So everybody from cast, to crew, to, you know, just everyone wants to know what's happening. Mm-hmm. So they'll, like, try to, like, get information out of you without <laughs> you knowing that they're trying to get information.
0: Has there been any secrets that you, you spilled?
1: Uh, thankfully, no. Um, no, no, no. I, I yeah, I, I don't think I have. I mean, that being <laughs> said, I'm, I'm not smart enough to know if I have. So I think maybe I might have let one go here or there, but um, nothing, nothing too crucial.
2: Yeah. Do you know, have you read, episodes, so you directed the season 5 and 8. Did you read scripts for 9 and 10? So you um, know how...
1: Yeah, well, I think did I do five and eight or five and seven? I think I might have done five and seven. Oh, Okay. Maybe not. Maybe I did five and eight. <laughs> I think, okay. I know I what's in my episode. I just do not know what number it was. Um, no, no. So <laughs> I, I, I don't get <laughs> we, we, we don't get scripts for the ones down the road. No, so okay. we, I, I won't okay. read. Um, I you know so say you know I just did five. I won't get the scripts for later on in this in the uh, in the series or okay. the season until until they're released to everybody else. Um, The only time you're getting, like, an advanced sort of peak is if you're the director of that episode. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Oh, my gosh. It's so interesting. And, I mean, this show blows my mind every every week. And we had a huge mind-blowing moment with Sebastian and Helena. Okay. This was crazy because now not only has Helena slept with Sebastian, she's slept with Jasper, too. So we have this huge realization moment, and she freaks out. Fern, what was your – were you freaking out,
2: too? Well, I feel like I – like at least every other after show I mentioned how she slept with Jasper and I was you know season one it bothers me
1: (laughs) question for you guys uh, as, as viewers did you know that it was Sebastian in the club
0: I did. No, I didn't.
1: You you called I, it. I, but picked, you, you I like didn't. thought
0: it was. I got so excited, like my pen flipped down my hand. <laughs> um No, I, I I like was like, that looks a lot like Sebastian, but I couldn't a hundred percent say it and I also love when there's like like the mask mm-hmm. and everyone's like, I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um but I did kind of think it, but I didn't know. Okay, so good. I take it back. I thought, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure.
1: Good. That's one of those things you, when we know we uh, on, on the page we're not supposed to know that it's Sebastian. Oh, okay. So gotcha. it was really important that we got the coverage of him that didn't that showed that he was a good-looking dude, but yeah. it's not Sebastian. Um, so I'm glad that that worked. It seems yeah. like it had the desired effect.
0: Yeah, and I think you your brain starts wondering and thinking all these things because obviously there's so many different theories in this show yeah. and storylines that are progressing, so you constantly are thinking the worst-case scenario. So I think my mind just went to the worst-case scenario, and I'm
2: thinking, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. It had the desired effect for me. I oh, did not for expect sure. it, and then I saw it, and I was like, what? Well, awesome. it was
0: awesome. It was an aha moment. When, I, mm-hmm. when she woke up and right. she made that big reaction, I <coughs> thought the same thing and I was watching it by myself and I was like, <laughs> I actually made so many gasps and I was like, yeah. no! And I was watching it with a friend and she hasn't watched it yet and she was asking me all these questions and I'm like, shh, oh, there's yeah. crazy things happening right now. I can't talk about it. But I was freaking out and she was. I think she's going to watch the show now because I, I made it seem so yeah. intense, um, which it was. Um, and especially speaking of Intense, we've got a proposal happening, which we weren't expecting that to happen so soon in in this
2: this, um, Mm -hmm. uh, season so Mm -hmm. far. We were really, I was shocked by that. Were you shocked, Fern? I wasn't, because I think I just saw him this episode melt. I just saw him fall in love. When she said all of those nice things about him, I'm like, uh, you know, of course he's gonna fall in love with her. Right. Like, he sees in someone... She feels all these things about me that it, it it's making him fall in love, and I I wasn't surprised. I was surprised that she didn't, you know, wasn't like yes, because right. I think she's in love with him, like fully yeah. in love with him now, a hundred percent. I feel
1: like that's got to be music to the writer's ears. That you just said that because that's such a it was it was a it was a you know a big sort of leap to take um, for him to propose in the episode, and it really had to be earned. And I think that there was not a lot of time for it to be earned, you know. Um, But they did such a great job of crafting those scenes and showing that human side Mm -hmm. of Robert that by the time it happened, you're just rooting for him. You know, you're not like, oh, what's going on? You're actually like, oh, you got it. Of course you're doing this. Like, you got to say yes. You Mm -hmm. know, so um, that's not an easy thing, I think, to do on the page. and, And they did it.
0: Uh, Yeah, it was so, and and it was one of those moments where we've had this hatred for him, and I had this one little ounce. It was like a one percent where I'm thinking, okay, Robert's going to be a good guy. (laughs) But then after this, it was more toward. I like jumped on top of it, and I really did want. I'm ready for the wedding. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) And Fern's been saying there's going to be a wedding. Oh, for sure,
2: I really think so. Mm -hmm. But what you were saying with the writing, I it was great writing because. If they hadn't built it like that and he proposed, I would be like, he has an ulterior motive Because you can't trust anyone no. in the show.
1: Yeah. But the,
2: they they built it to where I really believed.
1: Yeah, I guess he did sort of seal it in that moment. It wasn't just him taking a leap. It was him really doing kind of what you were hoping he would mm-hmm. do in that moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, And the fact that he shut... Um, Cassandra down, that made me really happy because yes. I was really upset. I thought she was in the room next door for some reason because <laughs> I couldn't tell if she snuck her way in because mm. she snuck a phone in. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking if this girl shows up <laughs> in the palace right next to him and he doesn't know what to do and then Willow steps in, I was I was about to get angry. But <laughs> Luckily we wait, wait. didn't have that happen. Um, but yeah, I mean... This and we always talk about the writing and the creative behind the show, and it is so. There's so many intricate pieces, and even the set design on it is Mm. so beautiful. um, That I just I want to commend you and commend everybody behind this show because as a viewer, it's honestly it is one of my favorites, and I've gotten I've gotten my mom, my sister, everybody's into the show. (laughs) So that's great.
1: Yeah, no, I mean I I can't take credit for that because like I said, you know they they established the look of this show and this world. You know, ten episodes before I got there, or more than that. Um, and and uh, you know, I I I feel really like kind of honored to get to to get there and to to service, continue servicing what they're doing, um, because it is an incredibly talented group of people. I mean, you see it like I, I'm sure you guys know how much it it takes just to you know make a set like the one that we're on right now. Right. Let alone you know um, those those huge elaborate sets. Uh, it really is a, an extraordinary team.
0: Yeah. Oh, amazing. And one last thing before we get into some news and gossip. I've got to say, um, we, we always say that when someone goes away to America on this show, they never come back. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wanted to tell Fern,
2: Catherine I came I back. I know. She crossed back the That's from,
1: amazing. It's like Alcatraz. is it. yes. like you're just never getting out of there.
2: No. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah, because Ophelia. I was shocked to see her, yes. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. She didn't she didn't go to Lands of
1: Opportunity and just forget about. <laughs> she did. India. She just went on vacation. Right, right. She went to the Santa Monica Pier, she yeah. saw Mount Rushmore, she went to the Empire State Building and came back.
2: She's like, "I'm good." Said, go my I thought all. Yeah. yeah. Um there was a, actually a question I had if if there was if this was in the original script. So they were at the morgue and her initial reaction made me think it was her father. Mm. And I was like, "Oh, that's a heartbreaker." And then I was relieved to to find out it wasn't. So, mm. was that in the script or was it
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that was, um, you know, that was a that was a storyline. Like, yeah. it's funny when this when things get to screen, like e- everything seems really balanced, and you do get a feel for like, you know, you, you feel like um, you've spent an equal amount of time with everyone. But sometimes when you're shooting it, you get a little bit worried because you feel like you might not be spending enough time with some of these characters to really right. establish a strong thread and and you know get the audience right there. But um but those, you know, those actors did such a good job of, of playing all those moments. And, they just, you know, it's heightened drama being out there in that world with all the riots going on. You know, they did a really good job of just being on edge, but still caring for each mm-hmm. other. And, um, and, and I, you know, we bought it once it got to screen. Um, and, you know, the, that, that morgue scene, we actually shot that in a real working morgue, which is intense. And I think oh. probably contributed to the, um, you know, the authenticity of their performances. Right. It's not a fun place to shoot. Mm. Um, but um, but yes, he's alive. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Silver lining to so the We're whole happy. thing. Morbid story.
0: Um, yeah. And just one thing um, I did want to say before we got into the news and gossip. Um, what was it like working... With the riots and everything, and I was I was wondering I don't know if you can share this, but do you know if a lot of that was just like stock footage of fake things? How did you guys curate some of the I guess I don't know the riots. I know it was last episode, but I don't know if you got to work with that a little bit in um, the beginning of this episode.
1: He's kind yeah, of yeah, we actually bit. got to we actually got to uh, sort of take over a street, and um, I can't remember which part of London it was, um, but it was definitely the city. And um, yeah, they had like a blown out car and a crashed mm-hmm. out uh, ATM machine and you know, a big truck that they could overturn and just all kinds of sort of detritus all over the street. And, um, right. they, you know, pump some smoke on it and we made it look wow. really, uh, really pretty. I mean, I, th- I, I liked the way it looked. Mm-hmm. It looked like a, not a nice place to be. Um, and that was, that was one of those things that we didn't have a lot of time to shoot. We would never have enough time you mm-hmm. know, on a set, but that was one of the ones that we didn't, uh, we really didn't have enough time. <laughs> I'm really glad that it came out the way it did because, you know, you it sets the tone for the episode. You you get a pretty vivid picture of what the world is like out there, I think, in those first few moments. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So that was fun to work with.
0: Yeah. 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 It definitely... It looked cool as... I would, That's what I was wondering. I was like, this looks almost too real because they made <laughs> it into the news looking as if it was already on TV. Yeah, yeah. And so the way that looked, I always was just questioning.
1: Yeah. It. And in previous episodes, you know, the stuff on the bridge with, like, the soldiers marching over and everything, like, they've just... Um, you know they've they've done a lot with what they they have and they've built a huge world with what they have out there. It's really cool.
2: Amazing. It's
0: it is so it is so impressive and it's our favorite friend. Are there any last things you want to say about um, this episode? Yeah, just
2: I don't want fans to get mad at us yeah. if we don't cover everything. Um, Jasper's father. Oh he, yeah, <laughs> yes. He was. I love that. Eleanor charmed him. Like she's so charming. She's such a she's such a great actress. She's such a seems like a great person. And I loved her banter with him. Oh yeah. I loved her scenes with him. I love. I feel like she kind of. I don't know. Maybe I'm such a mush after this episode. But I'm like <laughs> I feel like she could change him too. Like love could change Count Bellagio. <laughs> yeah,
1: they had that great moment where they're opening. The, yes! the, the, picking the lock together, and um, yeah, their chemistry is is the chemistry between those three is so great. I mean, Richard Brick is an amazing, amazing actor and such a great dude. And you could just tell how much, uh, Tom and Alex loved working mm-hmm. with him, you know, mm-hmm. he's yeah. got such an energy and so do they, and they just fed off of each other. Like you got the three of them. There's the scene in the, in the red state room in the main room where they all kind of come together for the first time. And, um, and we got all, so much fun coverage to play with cause they're all doing something interesting all the time. And so cutting between all of their reactions and just like getting the pace of that scene was so much fun. And, um, yeah they killed it like uh, uh, video village was um was 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 a very happy place while well, there for sure <laughs>
2: I love it. So, yeah. video village is where so you're watching it on. Yeah, like the event. monitors. Yeah, it's oh. yeah.
1: probably such an American thing to call it. I don't know <laughs> what it's called no, in.
2: No, we don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, that sounds fun. I <laughs> like that. Video, video village. village. Yeah, yeah. I want to hang out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me village. too. Yeah. Can I go? <laughs> like central
1: perk, but video. Village, yeah.
0: <laughs> that is so great. Yeah. No, actually, um, we didn't talk about uh, Eleanor is doing good things, and she's yeah, so I that's love what she's that. making the big secret about. Yes. And obviously, she's lying to Jasper about, it, and he thinks it's something larger. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Which
2: is killing me. I know. I'm like, just tell them the truth. Yeah. Be happy. We
1: have some conflict. Yeah, it's right. all fun like, <laughs> games, you know.
2: Right. You gotta, it's have so to true. Torture our dogs. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Whenever there's like something good for mm-hmm. them, we're thinking, oh my gosh, please don't rip us. A, well, don't rip them apart. Don't mm-hmm. do it to us. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. I guess this is something little that they'll come and I'm sure Sarah Alice oh, will like please. break the news or something. And it'll be it'll be yeah. good. Fingers oh, crossed. Okay. Right. Fingers yeah. crossed. Uh, alrighty, well, we have a fun little segment with news and gossip, and today we're going to do a special a special This or That Royals edition, and so it's just basically things that kind of are, like, have to do with London and England versus kind of like America. TV News. <laughs> alrighty, so this is like a fun little um, thing, so it's going to be This or That, so whichever you prefer. Okay, coffee or tea?
1: Coffee only mm. recently though. Tea for the first two seasons, and then I became a coffee drinker. So,
0: so before that, were you a coffee drinker? Like you no. didn't. What? Yeah, I just Season became a co- three, like
1: age, coffee drinker at age thirty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I became a coffee drinker. Yeah.
0: Oh. Are you black coffee or are you like mixing uh, cream and sugar? Oh, I'm
1: new coffee drinker, so I've got a lot of cream and sugar. Yeah, in there. yeah, yeah. That
0: makes sense. All right, <laughs> team Liam or team Robbie?
1: I mean, I got to go team Liam. You All know, right. Yeah, you know, he's been there since the beginning. I'm, I'm loyal.
0: Yeah, so far. <laughs> so, uh, I get it. You're a oh. little. Um, sweet or savory?
1: Oh, man, like a little bit of both. Like sweet for a while and then savory for a while and sweet for a while and then savory for a while and then I get sick.
0: Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite sweet? Like, do you like candy
2: or chocolate? Oh, uh, like or? any kind
1: of like sour gummy thing. Like anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Sweet and sour. Like, I mean, yeah. Did yeah. you
2: pick up anything in London that you are like, oh, I wish they had that in the
1: States? Um, yeah. No. no. Cider, cider. Oh. Yes. yes. Yes, a great cider. Oh, so, a I fell in love with cider over there. Definitely.
0: Okay. Good to know. I think counts as a treat. Yeah, oh, okay. that definitely does. Yeah. Um, sometimes when you drink cider, so you're like, am I drinking apple juice? This is so good. <laughs> um, queen Helena or Queen Elizabeth?
1: Oh, uh, Queen Helena. Yeah. Oh, right. oh. I mean, I don't know. That's probably. Yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't have said it so emphatically. <laughs> no, it's not like the 90 year old queen. queen, queen. <laughs> yes, I have to say.
0: No. Yes. Okay. And then Jaspenor or Sebastianor?
1: uh i mean sebastian or is fun to watch it is it's good but i mean i i don't feel like getting crucified so i think <laughs> Jasper, no, definitely. okay
0: sounds good we were gonna ask di- dark beer or light beer but you kind of answer that so you like ciders that's your
1: yeah yeah or or dark beer i mean you know that's the next one down yeah you know nice Guinness or something i something. it or it, all, d- yeah.
0: it depends on the day you know
1: yeah it's a good question
0: though <laughs> cool uh fish and chips or burgers and fries
1: Burgers and fries. I'm not a really a big fish guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. I feel like I'm striking out with the British audience. Right? <laughs> no, no
0: but. I, I mean, hey, burgers, fish and chips. You know, everybody, everybody has their it's preference. Universal. Yeah.
1: Burgers and fries are universal. They've yeah. Be
0: right. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll mind. All right. Last one is city or countryside.
1: Ooh, countryside. Now, yeah. I've just got. I've just sort of eased out of my city days. No yeah. Money. Yeah.
2: Mm. Were you yeah. able to do any exploring while you were there?
1: A little bit, like got out to Oxford and then um, the Palace at the Blenheim Palace is in uh, Woodstock, Mm -hmm. uh, which is just outside of Oxford. So, um, yeah, it's little tiny countryside towns that are little hamlets, you know, they're amazing. That's, That's my favorite part of being in England. Is is seeing those places.
0: Yeah, and just driving down the small roads that mm-hmm. you can barely you're mm-hmm. like, is this is this gonna fit two <laughs> cars? <laughs>
1: We're just having like dinner in a little restaurant that's older than America. Yeah. Like it's just so cool. So know? cool. It's
2: Did you stay in London though when you shoot? Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: Um when they shoot at Blenheim you do you can stay overnight and stock, but yeah, most of it um is is well all of it shot in London. So oh, okay. it's pretty
2: awesome.
0: Okay. Fun. Well, shifting over from the Royals and a little bit to to some new stuff that you have going on, we have Everyone is Doing Great, which is a new TV show you're kind of shopping around right now.
1: Yes. Can you tell us
0: a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, um, so um, my co-writer and uh, co-producer and co-star, Stephen Coletti, and I have um, sort of dreamed up these two characters that are... um, they were on this show called Eternal, right, which is like a hit vampire drama, I think, like Vampire Diaries. Yeah. And, um, and it's like five years later, and uh, they haven't really done much for themselves for, for very different reasons. One of them is really apathetic, and the other one is really gung-ho, but it's just not, it's just not happening for them. And so it's sort of a coming-of-age story as they realize that like life is not going to be as easy as they thought it was, you know, coming out of this hugely successful show. So um, it's interesting, we, we have like created these characters and we sort of put them in some circumstances and some situations that we've sort of been familiar with and have happened around us or happened to us. And, um, and it's just created this amazing mix of like painful kind of like office type awkward humor. <laughs> We're really, really proud of it. Like it's, um, it's, it's coming out in um, film festivals this year. So we're actually going this weekend to Kansas City to screen it uh, at the Kansas City Film Festival. So that's screening uh, Friday night. And then um, we're going to uh, the Austin Television Festival in June. And, um, yeah, there's a couple more that I can't announce yet, but just sort of stay tuned. Will we be
2: able to preview it in L.A. at some point? You can't say yet. Uh,
1: Yes, there will be – I'll just say it. Uh, (laughs) I'll get in trouble, but whatever. Uh, We're going to be at the L.A. Comedy Festival, um, and I think we're screening – it's sometime between May 17th and 20th. Amazing. Um, So it's a great festival. It's been around for a long time. And, um, yeah, they have been really gracious and cool, and they've selected us to screen there. So – we're going to uh, yeah we'll we'll let you guys know when we actually get the date please let but, us yeah, know between yeah is 20th. it a
2: half hour or hour comedy uh, it's a half
1: hour nice. it's 37 minutes but you know <laughs> yeah, it's a brave yeah. new world of streaming so <laughs> right, you can do it right, yeah. but yes it's like a half hour comedy
2: it sounds really interesting yeah. because I, one of the reasons I love the arrangement I love shows that are behind the scenes of yeah. this, so I feel yeah. like this is like our success you know the characters we used to watch on a show and then what happened to them after I want to know what happened
1: after and I'm glad you said that because it it does it is that sort of insider look at things but it's not like the entourage insider look like this isn't like the big sensational (laughs) world of Hollywood like these are two guys that have like been kind of locked out Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're just trying to figure out how to get back in um, so yeah, it's going to be fun
0: I love that it It's so yeah, fun it and so cool. exciting for you guys both And I think everybody's probably dying to see
2: you guys back on screen again Oh,
1: we'll see Maybe there's five or six people out there But we'll take <laughs> <laughs> Have <laughs> you
2: ever thought of doing a, a cameo on the Royals?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, look If I had a British accent that was worth anything Then I would be all for it If they want to write me reason. an American character, I'm in there But, um, <laughs> but yeah
0: Amazing! so much fun and also what's really fun and helps you learn and grow in all areas of your life for those of you who like doing all of those things you've got the perfect podcast for you Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of your life from health and wellness to career relationships finances and more let our Maria be the big sister that you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Meninos and guys, it's Free, please go rate and comment. And when you do, let them know that the Royals, ladies, and James Lafferty mm-hmm. have brought you there. Again, that's Conversations with Maria Menino's podcast edition. Check it out; it is so much fun, and you can listen to it in the car when you're shopping. Mm-hmm. It's just like you got your best friend right there I'm with in.
1: you. I never had a big sister, so this is this is favorite. great. This is works for me. So, <laughs> so, sure. so yeah. everybody,
0: go go subscribe right now. It is so great. Um, but it's, it's so much fun, and everything that you're doing with your new show, and we're all really excited about that. But also you obviously have a huge fandom with One Tree Hill. And you actually just went to Icon in March. Mm-hmm. So what is that like kind of, you know, being back with everybody and still having that fandom that you kind of have to, you take care of it a lot and you're really honorable to your fans. You chat them a lot.
1: Yeah, it's something that I feel like we've done since the show kind of started. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I, we always made ourselves really accessible to the people that supported us. Um and we always try to make them feel like it was a two way street because it should be. And I think that what we're seeing now with these conventions and, and the the fan interaction that continues to go on is just sort of the uh, the fruits of that. You know? Yeah. We really planted those seeds a long time ago and we formed those bonds with the core audience a long time ago and and it just it continues. And um and I think it's actually created a lot of new viewers as well that might not have been there because it um I mean, we're just seeing young people still watching the show, which boggles my mind, by the way, because like those first seasons of One Tree Hill must look like the first seasons of Cheers <laughs> to me. Like it must just like how can they even see our faces with how what, it, what it, the way it compares to HGTV now? But um, but yeah, they still they 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 still love it, and we still love them, and that's I just think the 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 core of it, and that's you know not going away. It doesn't really go away with time. It kind of just gets better with time.
0: Yeah, definitely. I just think it's so it's so great that you've still been so. A vocal with all of your fans, mm-hmm. and you keep in touch with them. And I just see on Twitter, and I'm just so impressed that you guys have really captured that audience mm-hmm. and, and really taken care of them, which yeah. is great.
1: Well, we're they take care of us. We're yeah. really grateful for it. You know, they support the things that we go on to do after One Tree Hill, mm-hmm. which is an incredibly rare thing. And um yeah, I mean. Thank you, guys.
0: Yeah, and obviously going after, you and Steven obviously are still doing the show and everything. And I read something about how the show um, has a little validity in involving things or experiences that you guys have been in. Is that is that true? What
1: yeah I mean this is like a line that we walk we want to walk really carefully because mm-hmm. it is fiction it is right. fiction for all like for all intents and purposes it's fiction, but you know we're pulling from things that we've seen and some experiences that we've had right so we're setting up we're like taking these characters that we've created from scratch and we're putting them into this world that we're familiar with mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, so it's not like autobiographical or anything. It's just, um, you know, we're sort of writing what we know in a way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and, and a lot of what we know is, is frankly, just like bizarre and hilarious. And we just felt like other people would feel the same way.
0: <laughs> yeah. And when you guys figured out you were going to write, because you write, direct, and act in this show. Oh. So when you started, when was the idea? How did that come about?
1: Um well we've just shared stories and have you know kept our eyes and ears open for you know years in this industry because it just seems like everybody has a story that's more outrageous than the last one that you heard and there's it never stops coming like it just gets crazier with time as the business evolves there's more (laughs) um there's more outrageousness around every corner um but we felt like we had arrived at these characters that were um sort of having this real coming of age and realizing things that like, you know, we were starting to realize as we grew up and everything just sort of aligned, I guess. And we just started talking about it more and more and talking about who we would want these guys to be. And, um, and you know, before we knew it, we had 30 minutes. What we felt was 30 minutes of just really compelling television. And we had a pilot. And, um, so we got together with some incredible, uh, indie filmmakers that we know and I've worked with before. Um, the, the Nelms brothers and, um, they were I've, – I've worked with them as directors. They were d- my directors before. They directed me as, as an actor in a movie called Waffle Street, another one called Lost on Purpose, and another one that's out now on DVD called Small Town Crime. They're incredibly talented guys, and they just know how to pull a production together from from scratch, from mm-hmm. nothing. And so I kind of like called them up and was like, guys, I got this idea. What do you think? Can you help us pull it together? And um, they they put up with us for as long as it took <laughs> to uh, to get it done. And um, and yeah, we just sort of formed this little filmmaker family now, and uh, it feels really good.
2: Isn't it amazing the people that you meet in your life that you that you're meant to meet at that point, and oh, then come totally. back later because for something else that's supposed to be made in the universe? Yeah,
1: it? and that's I mean, they're the perfect example of that. I mean, it was um, you know they worked so Ian and have worked so hard in their careers to get to where they are now, and you're gonna see and hear a lot more. From them, but I just feel so fortunate that my path intersected with theirs back in 2011 when they were shooting their first, you know, the kind of their first feature. Um, I got I was lucky enough to just be on their cast, and we just sort of uh, wrote it out for the next few years. So, um, thanks, guys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's so yeah. exciting. I I'm so happy for you and everything that's going on, and it's obviously fun. For those that have come from One Tree Hill and kind of seeing your growth in your career and everything, and now we get to fun, have a fun comedy that's coming out soon. It's fun.
1: It is definitely fun. Um, it is not for kids. I should okay. say that. Yeah. So if you're planning <laughs> on going to one of our festivals, don't bring your children. It's for adults. Um, it's um, it's not. I don't want to scare you away or anything. Where it's tasteful and we're all you know, we're playing nice. But um, it's just you know, language and whatnot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So <laughs> rate it like what would what would you rate it or does it have a rating already? I
1: would rate it PG. 13, yeah. Okay. PG, 13, PG 13. Or like, like a soft R. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that.
0: <laughs> Love that. That's amazing. <laughs> well, um, so whenever this happens, when they can, they can probably just find this on social media. You'll make the announcement of whenever we can actually watch.
1: Yeah, the, definitely. Okay. Um, so the, the Instagram is at Everyone Is Doing Great, and the Twitter is at EdgTV Show. And so we have all of our announcements sort of on there, uh, on those on those social media channels, and then we'll post from our, you know, Steven and I will post from our personal um, accounts as well, just updates and whatnot. But yeah, if you want to know anything about the show, all of our updates are coming out on um, on at Everyone Is Doing Great on Instagram.
0: Amazing. Everyone Amazing. is doing great, guys. Yes. Right. This has been so Obviously. much fun, and I can't even believe we're out of time. I mean, there's just so many. It does. Many, go really fast, it does. Right? I know. We've been chatting for like 45 minutes <laughs> to an hour. It's crazy. Awesome. Well, thank you again, James, so much for joining us. I mean, we love the show. We love chatting about it every week, and we love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure to comment, subscribe, chat us on Twitter. We want to know all your thoughts and everything. Well,
2: Fern, where can they find you on social media? You can find me at Fern Ronae on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. It's R O N A Y, and my website, FernRonae.com. James, what about you? Uh,
1: you can find me at James Lafferty on Instagram and at This Is Lafferty on Twitter. <laughs> Hope I
0: did That's that right. <laughs> hey guys, Allie Nasta here. Find me on Twitter at Allie Nasta and on Instagram at Allie Girl. We will see you next week. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.